Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. The first word that uh, comes to mind for today's podcast is new. We've got a, a new topic that we've not discussed before, which is always exciting, driven, I think, we will learn by a new law. And to tell us about it will be not one but two new guests here on Chicago's Legal Latte. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And, of course, glad to be back with you for another informative discussion. Uh, today we'll learn about cash balance plans. We're going to talk about uh, a potential deduction uh, on your taxes, corporate taxes for qualified business income, or QBI. This is all new, so we're going to get some uh, uh, interesting views of that. From my guest, joining me today are Lavelle Law Attorney David O'Leary and from uh, Shore Tompkins Actuarial Resources, Neil Shore. Uh, gentlemen, good afternoon. Thank you both for being here. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, David, let me let me turn to you first um, and get your get your help um, in defining, if you would, for me, um, this new term, this uh, QBI, qualified business income deduction. What what is that all about? Basically, Jim, that is under the 2017 Tax Cut and Jobs Act, a new Section 199A was added to the Internal Revenue Code. This Section 199A provides many individuals who are both business owners with a 20% deduction for qualified business income, otherwise known as QBI. Qualified business income is income from an S corporation, partnership, limited liability company, or sole proprietorship, which is engaged in a U.S. trader business. This new law is very complicated and it will take some time to fully understand how it works. And the discussion we have today is going to be very brief, and you should consult your tax advisor for more information. And I, and I want to just follow up there a little bit, David. You mentioned you know this being a new law, so uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the 2018 tax filing year, the period that we're entering now, this is the first time that this QBI is available. Is that correct? You are correct. That is available for the 2018 tax year. There's not much we can do about what happened in 2018 as far as planning goes, but we can plan for 2019. Excellent. Now, um, as always, when there's new laws, there's there's limitations and things. Well, tell me about any thresholds that may need to be met to qualify, whether it's a minimum or maximum. Is there a certain range that this applies to in terms of uh, uh, income for a for a uh, company? There is, and the magic numbers for 2018 were $315,000 for people who filed a joint tax return and 157500 for other taxpayers. And this number is the amount of income that you report on your personal return that is being filed, the amount of taxable income. And quite frankly, many business owners will be able to obtain 
significant tax savings. If they can reduce their taxable income, it shows up on the return below these threshold numbers. And similarly, if they can keep the income under the threshold numbers, the business owner can deduct 20% of the owner's share of the qualified business income. And as I said, for 2018, the numbers are 315 and 157,500. For the 2019 tax year, the amounts have increased a little bit from the 321,400 and 16,700. And there are threshold amounts where there is a phase in of the limitation. And if these threshold amounts are exceeded, there could be very significant limitation, or in fact, you lose the tax deduction completely. There are two primary limitations. The first is for those people in the service business. We call them Specified Service Trader Business, or SSTB. And that's the accountants, the lawyers, the actuaries, other people performing services in the field of health, uh, law, accounting, and involving the personal skills, knowledge, or reputation of the employees. The second is for the businesses other than the specified trades or business. And these may be entitled to a deduction. The owners of these business may be entitled to a deduction but they might be limited through the W-2 wages and the unadjusted basis of property used in the business. And I'll give you an example. Let's say we have an accountant, and the accountant files his joint return and has taxable income on his return of $425,000. The accountant, because he is an SS. TB would not get any TBI deduction. But if we have proper planning and come up with some good strategy and can find a way to reduce his taxable income below the $315,000 threshold for, say, a married taxpayer, the accountant would be able to deduct $63,000 as a qualified business income deduction. Which is $63,000 he wouldn't otherwise have. That's a very significant tax benefit. So my recommendation is if you are a business owner with taxable income greater than the threshold amount, you should explore strategies for reducing your income in order to maximize your tax savings. One possible strategy is to adopt a cash balance plan. And Neil Shore will explain how that works. Yeah, and this, that's it's interesting. To me. And, and Neil, I was going to turn to you. I, I was actually looking at your website at, at shorttompkins.com, and I saw some recent blog posts about cash balance plans and certainly want to ask you about some of the advantages of, of that type of plan, but maybe just a definition first of what a cash balance plan is. Yeah, a, uh, Jim, a cash balance plan, a cash balance pension plan, is a defined benefit plan pension plan where, based on a formula, the 
the participants are being promised a certain lump sum amount of money. Um, it, it, it's a uh, it, it has basically the under this type of a formula. It actually has the look and feel of a profit-sharing plan. And the easy way to explain this is by going over the differences between a profit-sharing plan and a defined benefit plan, or specifically a cash-balanced defined benefit plan. In a profit-sharing plan, the company might put 5%, 10%, 20%, 30% of salary into an account for its for participants. It might provide some participants different amounts than other participants, and ultimately the ultimate retirement benefit is whatever the money accumulates to. In a cash balance or any other type of defined benefit plan, the the company is basically defining what the promised benefit is. Instead of uh, defining what goes in, the benefit is whatever whatever the amount accumulates to, the cash balance plan might say that we're going to give each of the business owners an allocation of uh, $50,000 at the end of each year, and earn five, and we're going to also provide an interest credit of 5% at the end of each year. Somehow this has to be paid for. So while in a profit-sharing plan, the company defines what goes in, and then the ultimate benefit is what it, what it accumulates to, in a cash balance plan, we're kind of defining what the ultimate amount that's going to come out is, and the company, mm-hmm. if investment returns are poor, they'll put more money in. If its investment returns are uh, uh, are richer, they'll uh, they'll put less uh, money in. The big advantage of the def- of the cash balance plan, as opposed to a profit sharing plan, is the are the limits on the benefits that could be provided. In a uh, profit-sharing plan, the maximum benefit anybody could be provided is $56,000 per year. In a cash balance plan, depending upon the age, the costs could be $100,000, $150,000, $250,000 a year and, uh, to provide the benefits for certain business owners. So basically, um, the basic differences are that it could provide far greater generous benefits, but the important thing to remember is that the employer takes the investment risk. They're promising a certain level of benefits that needs to be paid for one way or the other. So the, the exchange basically is greater greater overall um, tax savings or, or potential for overall greater tax savings in exchange for less Flexibility and more, more, uh, and, and more, um, uh, and, and taking the uh, the employer taking the the investment risk uh, under this type of plan. You're uh, you're hearing from uh, Neil Shore at the moment. He's a partner at Shore Tompkins, uh, and he uh, he's joined us today. He's got nearly three decades of retirement benefits and planning experience. So we're going to go back to him a little bit here. We also have uh, been joined by David O'Leary, who uh, has brought his many years of legal experience over to Lavelle Law, both joining us for the first time on on our podcast today. And uh, LavelleLaw.com would be a great place to meet David virtually and uh, visit ShoreTompkins.com if you want to get a little bit more information about the consulting and other services provided there. So, Neil, uh, we're really getting into some detail here, and we'd love to spend more time. But as you look at the advantages, and you you both mentioned planning, as you look at this, um, it sounds to me, and from looking at your blog post, that really the advantages to to the employee in terms of the outcome of this can be pretty significant if the right tax savings are are applied using a cash balance and and if they fall under the the appropriate structure. 
that, that's great. That's correct, Jim. The um, the when these plans are designed properly, uh, it really can meet an awful lot of objectives. I know right now we're talking as it relates, and we'll get into the as how this relates to the quali- qualified business income scenario. But these generally, when we talk about um, getting the benefit, getting those type of benefits or the additional tax savings uh, under the, under for the qualified business income deduction, we're talking about trying to maximize benefits quite often for um, for the business owners, and quite often. When a cash balance plan is structured um, um, appropriately, the benefits or the cost to provide benefits for the business owner, uh, or excuse me, the the tax savings associated with all of the contributions for the business owners, if we could somehow quantify the value of the money grown tax deferred for many, many years, if that far outweighs the cost to provide benefits for the staff, it's a wonderful wealth accumulation vehicle, and typically that's what we're, what we're winding up seeing. So um, in, as it relates to the qualified business income uh, deduction, uh, you know, David had mentioned uh, earlier that, the, um, uh, that, that the, um, if you're a, uh, a, a partnership, an owner of a um, – an owner of an S corporation or a sole proprietor can get this 20% uh, qualified business income deduction. However, there are certain individuals that only get this deduction if they can get their compensation under $315,000. Those are the uh, people in a specified service trade or business, like an accountant, a lawyer, a doctor, or an actuary, or people who are not in this specified service trade or business but don't have much in payroll. All of those two groups only get this great deduction if they can get below $315,000 of, of taxable income. So to give you a fast example, let's assume that we have a, uh, a sole proprietor or a partner that earns $415,000. He might pay $125,000 of federal taxes if he doesn't put any money in the cash balance plan. By putting $100,000 in the cash balance plan, he reduces his income to three fifteen. dollars If it turns out that all of that three fifteen dollars is qualified, business income, he gets a 20% deduction on that, bringing it down to 252000 and he might pay $61,000 in federal taxes. So by putting a $100,000 contribution in the plan, he saved over $60,000, almost as though he's in the 60% tax bracket. If he retires next year and, and withdraws the money, he might only be in the 25% tax bracket. The, the, the truth is that he, will, he most likely will not withdraw the money because it'll, the money will continue to grow tax-deferred when he retires and rolls the money into an IRA. But I guess the point of the story is it's normally the $100,000 deduction that he might get in the, in a, uh, for the cash balance plan itself is a wonderful tax savings in itself, but now it's enhanced by the extra savings due to this uh, this deduction. It makes it makes the cash balance plan that much more attractive and that much more affordable by the fact that you realize more tax savings immediately and ultimately uh, uh, accumulate a lot more retirement uh, wealth down, uh, down the road. And I want to emphasize um, well, just a to... point that Neil just made, that uh, this can be a very, very attractive strategy for some business owners because of the tax savings and, as Neil said, 
the fact that we're not only talking current tax saving, we're talking retirement planning. And uh, with that, let's uh, just go back to something you mentioned earlier, David, which is uh, this, some some new laws here, some some new things for accountants to be aware of. So, uh, spend some time not only looking at what uh, what it might impact you this year, but but planning for the future. Uh, I want to thank Neil Shore, a partner at uh, Shore Tompkins, uh, for being with us today. If you'd like to follow up, uh, shoretompkins.com or three one two seven six two five nine four four. And uh, our guest from Lavelle Law today was David O'Leary. David, uh, at the firm now, LavelleLaw.com, 847-705-7555, the main number there. Thanks to them. Thanks to you for listening. We look forward to talking to you again soon.